installment of Everyday Genius here with your resident blackness, uh, you know, it's black chemist, so black and Miss Kristen Robinson. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a good while. And uh, also here, as you hear in the background, uh, more laughter, is the man himself, Head Honcho, the guy who uh, graciously helped a lot of this, like, take off in this platform, uh, Derek Myers. <sighs> I'm glad to be here, bro. We've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, have, man, people don't even know. People yeah. Don't even know. Yeah. Um, a minute. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's 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 been a whole lot of life between. Whole oh, yeah. lot of life between. Oh yeah. Yeah. Since uh the last episode, I have gotten a new job, stopped that job between, um, relocated literally to the other end of the U.S. Got yeah. a brand new job, new schedule. So. Yeah, man. It's a. Uh, been getting adjusted to going from central time to eastern time to pacific time yeah yeah and and that that i bro the, the time zones trying to coordinate time zones with people is so weird Ooh, Ooh. so weird i i it's almost like making a lebron roster work the first year <laughs> oh, no, no shade <laughs> no shade this literally never worked the first year. <laughs> and then you just restart. Yeah, you just restart. Hey, hey, we good now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, uh, the people who get it, get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, um, yo, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm glad we're doing it. Um, you know, I've had some friends who you know, gave me some valuable feedback concerning everything. Yeah. I'm blessed up. Um, you know, got got gifted with a, a nice mic to improve my sound quality and yeah. Yes, um within that, I know today's episode specifically is going to be talking about again COVID. And I know that was the last episode as well. Um the biggest factor and the most important thing is there have been a lot of developments with COVID since the last episode, and um, like two or three times you know, over. <laughs> man, yes, COVID is a uh, every bit of bad boy records. It, it yeah. thought it told you it won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it invented the remix, and I need us to understand that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Briggs. Let me go ahead and break down those uh, production credits. Man, and they're coming in hot, bro. <laughs> coming in hot. Yeah, I think uh, COVID was was laying in wait when people was like, "We outside." It's like <laughs> perfect. <laughs> oh, and Co- look, it never went away in Georgia. Ooh. Georgia, Florida, Texas, all been wild. Oh, I don't. I don't think they ever tried to stop wilding. No, no. Like, that's why. I, this is exactly why I don't go out. I'm a germaphobe. All right, I've been a germaphobe since I was a kid, and it's literally gotten worse as I gotten older. So, okay. The way okay. I was at in I'd say 2019 to till yeah. now, significantly worse. Ooh. significantly worse and I was already uh, uh, socially awkward 
sometimes yeah. going places and yeah I guarantee that's not happening that ain't happening for a long time I'm not trying to hang out with people I'm not trying to go to any birthday parties I'm not none of that none of that I'm good I'm good yeah I'm I'm, I'm uh outside but my head is on a swivel uh yeah. even with vaccination yeah, and, yeah. you know I, I keep that thing on me aka a mask <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> I was about to say, okay, sure. nice, good, good. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> have you have you been vaccinated? So yes, I have been vaccinated. I am what they call fully vaccinated. And okay. one thing is, we need to break down the difference between being vaccinated and fully vaccinated. Okay. So first things first is um, after you receive like the shot depending on which one you get you get pfizer's you get moderna's or you get johnson and johnson uh the three most prevalent in the u.s it takes a set period of time for your body to have like fully encompassed everything that's been put into you and utilize it to its highest level of effectiveness and so i just Got my second shot. Okay. What was that? Last Friday. Yeah, it's been a week now. Um, got it last Friday. So I ended up getting the Pfizer uh, 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 vaccine, which that just got the FDA approval, right? Is that which one? Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. Yes, sir. It did. Yeah. So, what's the what what are the um what are the differences between the actual vaccines themselves? Yeah, they're they're basically the same uh, when you talk about like Pfizer and uh, Moderna. Mm-hmm. Like they both use what are called uh, mRNA technologies, mm-hmm. and so the extra short version, because uh of course off the top of my head, biology is is not the strongest of my sweets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the genetic coding material that exists in our body, right? It has randomized orders of, I shouldn't say randomized, like the body knows, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, it has like orders of like nucleic acids. And these are things that are like adenosine, you know, tyrosine, so on and so forth. Even if you don't remember that stuff, it's basically like, there are four main instructions and that's dna your body like has it all in order and it's like being copied right and when it's being copied um with the rna like rna comes in like multiple forms that have multiple purposes and basically what the vaccine does is it copies one of those forms of RNA or like the have DNA. And it basically mimics the the virus as though you have actually been infected mm-hmm. without you actually having been infected. So it kind of like tricks your body into thinking that it's been infected without having to have dealt with the actual infection. Mm-hmm. So your body's going to start making preparations to deal with the infection, even though it's not in your body, right? And so basically they both operate the same. They're just different versions of of doing that. And so 
I know some people who may hear this may have uh, some critiques over like some of the general language that I'm using and it's not specific enough or it may not be as technical. I will blend uh, very technical concepts, very uh, high level concepts with general level like knowledge and lingo and even some things that won't be so technical and hardcore because the purpose of this podcast is to make sure that people who aren't familiar can become more familiarized. The goal of this podcast is not to speak to people who are at my level, above my level, in my field. Right. Um, it's right. called Everyday Genius, not Everyday Chemist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just just to get that out there. So I know people are like, hey, man, but what about them? I'm like, uh, you know, trust me. Yeah, this will give a a baseline level of knowledge for people to have uh, the understanding they need. Because one of the biggest gripes that I have with uh, science and the general public Mm -hmm. is that we don't have um, generalized science standards in the American education system, especially across like secondary school, primary school, so on and so forth. So what you end up having happen is this school might require you to take chemistry. That school might not require it at all. Like I went to college and people had never taken a chemistry course in their life. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the chemistry course I took was so good that I actually never even opened the book my first semester and got like a, a 88 out of the class. Jesus. And, and, well, and, and that's the thing, right? So again, like the big focus with this is making sure that we can bridge that gap that exists because mm-hmm people hear a lot of terms but they're like vastly unfamiliar with the information yeah no I, and and i love that i love that about the show anyway because that that helps with um with people like me who don't get the technical terms uh to be able to understand what you understand so i appreciate that um i know for myself I was yeah. hesitant with getting this vaccine. For I, sure. I was hesitant. I I don't do medicine in general. Like to be completely honest, I don't, I don't even it. take the I don't even take the flu vaccine. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel that. So that's I was it. I was like, yeah, there's no way in hell I'm gonna go do that. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then also combine that with the 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 history that we as black people have had with medicine and Ooh. you know like Ooh. talk on so it. so i know like the hesitancy um that we as a people have with with taking it um but i know yeah. one thing that that helped me realize that i need to go ahead and get it was truly understanding and realizing this shit ain't going away like anytime soon Two. No. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Two. I, like people gotta like actually try to look out for each other. You know. Um, yeah. I, I have people in my life that that um, um, have you know asthma and other things that even had pneumonia, then had COVID pneumonia um, as well. Um, so I wouldn't want to bring it and then you know now they're 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 infected um with it so just had to bite the bullet on it i'm like you know whatever i don't i don't get any stuff anyways yeah. but you know 
also got to get a job, you know, like, because I lost my job with because of COVID. So now having to go find a new job, there's times where, you know, there are places that require you to have vaccine, there are other places that don't require it. I'm just going to go ahead and get it because if I so happen to get a job that requires it, I'm I'm already I'm already ahead of the uh, ahead of the game. So, yeah, it it what what would you say for people that were in my position though that don't want to get it? Okay, so that's actually a, a super good question. Um, and let me take a step back, by the way, um, mm-hmm. in case I left any stones unturned or, or didn't give like enough concise or succinct clarity. Um, with the vaccines, mm-hmm. just just taking a, again a step back, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are roughly the same. It's like Pepsi and Coca Cola. Okay. Basically, okay. they're going to have very similar taste. You know, you have your preference. There are two shot dose vaccines. You get mm-hmm. one dose, your body builds an immune response, and you get a second dose, and it increases that immune response using again mRNA technology, which is you can look at it as like a half strand of DNA or like half completion of a genetic code. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just the code, not the virus. And um so there's no virus in these in these um, in the mRNA. None at all. And not in the mRNA vaccine. There is no virus. Okay. Okay. And and that's what people need to understand. They're like they're injecting us with it. They're not injecting you with the virus. Yeah, they're injecting you with what the virus would. Let's see, what's a good way to put it? It's basically like when you ask people a "what if" question, mm-hmm. like "What would you do if this happened?" Mm-hmm. And somebody can say, "Well, it's not happening," and it's like, "But yeah, I know it's not happening. But what would you do if it happened?" Yeah. And you kind of get people in that mind frame of preparation. So it's like if a, something like did drill. happen, you said it's almost like a what? Almost like a fire drill. Exactly. So like the mRNA vaccines are like literally the penultimate fire drill for your immune system. Okay. And it's like, hey, there's no vaccine. But here's all the instructions. So when you get hit, with the uh excuse me there's no virus so when you get hit with the virus you can know exactly what to do and be prepared not try to figure it out during gotcha um i I took the johnson and johnson which is the one shot and that has um more or less the virus in it it's it's a it's a dead version you could look at it that way um to be more technical it's like most of the genetic material but not all of the genetic material um and your body is like hey it's completely dead it can't do a thing to us i shouldn't say dead but like it's inactive it can't do anything to us however i still recognize that this is a virus i have studied said virus and i know how to deal with said virus okay Right. Okay. So that's that's the version I took, which uh gives you a stronger immune response in a one shot. Okay. Okay. Now, back to your current question. Mm-hmm. Like, what would I say to people that don't want to take it? Um, the heads up, I don't get paid for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get <laughs> subsidies. I don't get broken off by any of these companies. Yeah. Um, just on a scientific tip, 
you know, I find that it is important to get vaccinated. And so, you know, I did a couple of Q and A's and some Facebook groups that I'm in, you know, um, did one on my personal page and conversations that I've had with people in public at the gym, you know, so on and so forth. And one of the biggest things that people say is like, I mean, I can still get COVID. What's the point of getting a vaccine? Mm -hmm. And so it's more or less understanding like all of the words that were associated with, I don't, not the warning, but um, kind of like the advisement with getting a vaccine. And is that if you become vaccinated, it reduces your chances of hospitalization. Right. Right. And we don't want to twist that into, I can't get COVID. No, you can actually still get COVID. There is a small chance, especially if it mutates, which we've clearly seen that it has. Mm -hmm. However, there are people who become hospitalized. Mm -hmm. It can develop into pneumonia. You can get like scarring on your lung tissues, which are super soft. You know, like your lung tissues are like paper mache as opposed to like your skin tissues being cardboard, if that puts it in perspective. So, you know, you think about you accidentally bump into a wall or Sometimes you're like, ah, did I cut myself? And you look at your arm and it's not a mark. Mm-hmm. That would do major damage if it was internal. Got you. Right. Okay. 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 You know, um, and that's kind of like what we have to like put in perspective that people who end up getting hospitalized, that's why it takes them so long to recover. You know, you see NFL players that are like, hey, I'm in the best shape of my life. I can run. 40 yards in like four seconds. I run literally hundreds of yards to sprint a game. I'm lifting, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. I got COVID and I can barely go up the stairs without getting winded right now. Right. You're talking about like prime shape people right. who are world-class athletes. And it's like, that's why it's important to get vaccinated. It's a preventative measure to make sure that you don't end up in that condition. And keep in mind, we're talking about world-class athletes are having that bit of like trouble recovering. Mm-hmm. If you're not a world-class athlete, if you're not in that level of shape or you know physical condition, it can cause significant issues mm-hmm. if not kill you. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's not to create conspiracy. It's, it's not to you know create fear or create panic. Um, I just think we don't talk about preventative medicine enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always look at medicine as being a savior after the fact, right. but medicine can also be preventative so you can not have to deal with it, right? The right. before the fact. That's right. important too. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I had COVID last year, uh, last December. I had COVID. Ooh. And I think it took me about a month, month and a half to fully recover. Yeah. And then probably another month or so before I actually I was able to actually get back into working out. So mm. like yeah, I know I don't want to deal with that again. I had all the symptoms that would be like listed on on social media or in the news or whatever. Like pretty much yeah. all that. You know, I've never felt my heart rate go up like that before. Never had high blood pressure. Um like I would go to sleep bundled up because I'm cold, but I'd wake up in sweats. You know what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. was, it just I don't want to deal with that again. 
I honestly, I, I, I nah, I, I, I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good on that. That was That's really another reason why I went ahead and got it. You know, like the the small headache that I had after the fact with the with the uh, vaccine, which was like maybe a few minutes long. Um, the mo- the main thing that irritated me was was my arm being sore. Yeah. You know? So I like it didn't it didn't bother me like that. Yeah, and, and that's because these uh shots are, you know, they, they have to penetrate the muscle. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's basically like a very tiny bruise. Right. And it's very site specific. So people are like, Yeah, but my whole arm is like, no, no, it's really just th- that area. But again, if you were to be concerned about, you know, how well can you move your arm after a shot? this kind of speaks to how physically prepared are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I work out maybe six to seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I, we can talk about this in a different episode, might pull like 11 straight days, you know. Um, I regularly visit the sauna at like 190, 195 degrees. I probably spend like 25, 26 minutes in it at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the type of work that I do. Right. I, I love, you know, 500 plus rep days. I will do 500, 600, even a thousand reps of an exercise. I will still do cardio, whether I bike like eight to, to 10 miles or I will box. Yeah. You know, or I might row. Like you're not, if you're not doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're going to feel pain differently. You're going to recover differently. Mm-hmm. My muscles are used to being put through the rigor. There are people who are in far better shape than me whose muscles and body is being used to like that amount of rigor. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that and a poke in your arm has basically rendered you inoperable for like three or four days. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not to be offensive. It, like it should let you know you really aren't prepared. Should you actually get the virus itself? Mm-hmm. Like without vaccination and, and, Again, I think a lot of us understanding how this works is based on the education we received early on. Mm-hmm. And it's equal parts beautiful and super annoying. Like, if I'm just frank, I kind of get pissed off a lot. But um, yeah. the internet has made things so, so accessible. Like, like, when we were kids, we had AOL. Yeah, you literally had to sit and wait. <laughs> yes. Like you had to call in to get internet access. We knew uh, about like three or four websites. Yeah. Like cell phones did not have cameras. You like you had a cell phone back then? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only reason I got a cell phone because I was playing football when I was like twelve and you know, my mom's like at work or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. making sure like she knew where I was at a like calling my grandma or something. Before that, man, shoot, I leave the football field to walk across the street, use the payphone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey. now we got this like in our pockets 24-7, more websites than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, man, you got TikTok, you got text threads, you got pretty much anything you want to disseminate information at all times about yeah. anything you want. Yeah. And people have to understand that your voices have power. There are people who trust and believe you. Yeah. And so it's important to do one of three things. Either A, tell the truth. 
and tell facts. B, correct and admit if you've made a mistake mm-hmm. and then tell the truth and tell the facts. Or C, don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, and see, that's the thing about the whole thing uh, with, with social media. Um, it's hilarious to me how many doctors I've come across on social media since this pandemic hit. I'm talking about, I mean, quote unquote doctors. Yeah, I know, man. Because, uh, like, yeah. it seems like everybody knows everything with this. Which was another reason why I was hesitant with getting the vaccine because it seems like everybody knows exactly what's happening. Because I heard, I can't tell you how many times I heard someone say that the vaccine, I mean the uh, the the virus was actively in the vaccine. Um, the microchipping mm-hmm. thing, which which makes no sense to me because of the fact that Ooh, you you carry this around with you every day, right? You have yes. your phone. He's holding up a cell phone, y'all. So why why would they insert a chip into your arm if they can ch- track you with your phone? Um, and then now you have people that are using deworming, uh, horse deworming uh, uh, Man, medication brother. to... Brother. Which I still don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't either. I don't get that. So... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's social media, has you know. So, so here's where it's, it's like the silver lining to this. I can appreciate people's hunger for information. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate people caring and wanting to actually do part of the scientific method and have a hypothesis, do some experimentation, like mm-hmm. try it. You know, even as chemists, I can be on the same team with people and we can disagree on the methodology to how to do it. Right. Right. And it's like, yo, that's dope that you got people who are like, I don't believe this. I ain't even mad at you. You know what I'm saying? You say you don't want to take the vaccine. I'm not about to. You need to take the vaccine right now. Like, no. Like, yeah. Yeah. We we need to learn. And that's why I talk about, like, again, reforming you know, science education, especially at an earlier stage, so people mm-hmm. understand the base level concepts. Mm-hmm. Because where this comes into play is people don't understand the general and base level concepts at an early point. Mm-hmm. There's familiarity with the words, mm-hmm. there's familiarity with a topic, but there's not some of the understanding of just like, you know, a principle, a postulate, a theory that may even still be in the works, but it is like so widely accepted or something that is a law. Right. You don't know these things and then you get all this information and you don't understand like where it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. In your mind, you're good or I just messed up right here and it's like, nah, it's a snowball effect mm-hmm. because if you mess up at this like step number two mm-hmm. and now you're at 35, you're at a completely different point and we've never heard of this before. Right. We've never seen this before. But you believe this to be fact. Other people believe this to be fact. Mm-hmm. And it can't be proven. However, it sounds good. It sounds about it. Right. It seems like it works. And, you know, yeah, I, like, I, I could definitely talk about that. Because sometimes it does make the job more difficult. Where, you know, you have people who are like, yes, 
I went to college for four years in undergrad. Some people went to grad school and got a master's after two years. Some people didn't, and then they just went straight to med school. And then after they did med school for four years, then they had to go ahead and do like multiple rotations and then like post-grad studies for another three to four years. And if you want to do certain specialties, even five, and then they became a full-fledged physician of their own accord, working at a hospital, like literally seeing people, seeing things that they can't always tell you about. And so after, you know, this eight to 12 years worth of research, you can't just reasonably get up here and be like, well, I read this on Facebook. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. It's like, we, we, we kind of got to have some more, some more tact and, you know, respect regarding like this information. And it's not to say that like everyone can't read, everyone can't attain obtain or attain everyone can't understand mm-hmm. but there's a reason why we have teachers and students and the best mm-hmm. ste- uh, excuse me the best teachers are the best students if you just come in straight teaching and you ain't never been a student mm-hmm. you're doing yourself a disservice and everybody else that's like behind you yeah yeah because you have to have an understanding of where where students uh the perspective of a student is coming from you know? Exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get so, it. You know, so um, I love using colorful metaphors and examples, right? So, like in, in the Q and A, one person said, uh, "Hey, man, the vaccine seems pointless. You can still get COVID and pass it." And so, you know, I told him, I was like, "Ah, that's the thing about the variants, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people who can still contract a, a virus, but you want to reduce like how contagious it can get." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this goes with understanding, like what a virus does and a virus is basically like it's a a whole argument on whether it is or whether it isn't living that's irrelevant trust me in the science community it can be a hot topic but the biggest thing is that the way a virus operates is it is built to mutate some mutate super quick some mutate super slow Mm -hmm. some are like super dangerous up front some are super dangerous on the back end some are never really dangerous, just super annoying. And, you know, some don't do anything. But the biggest thing is, you know, I uh, compared the COVID virus to Cell from Dragon Ball Z. And <laughs> you get where I'm going. Like when Cell first came through, it was like, oh my God, who is this? What is going on? Killing everybody. I'm yeah. scared. And people are like, yo, we got people who can beat up Cell. Let's go beat up Cell. Yeah. By the time those people had assembled, mm-hmm. Cell mutated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cell came to, to level two. Yeah. And they're like, yo, level level two is a beast. However, Cell still got them hands put on them. Bink, 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 bink. <laughs> you know, people holding them down. These are like the vaccines. These are like the mask mandates. These are the quarantines. These are the six feet, you know, rules. Yes, that is helping defeat Cell. Not one thing in and of its own can defeat Cell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But together, yeah. these things help. And then I'll never forget being so upset because if anybody remembers Dragon Ball Z and level two Cell, mm-hmm. Vegeta put those hands on Cell. I mean, <laughs> Cell was getting whooped. And that's what the vaccine was. Yeah. When the vaccine first dropped, it's like, yo, we might beat this thing. 
Yeah. And then Vegeta was like, this ain't no challenge. Yeah. I want to see you in your perfect form. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, Vegeta, don't do that. Because if he gets to his perfect form, we don't know how strong bro is going to be. Yeah. Kill him now. Yeah. And America, I mean, Vegeta was like, nah, it's good, bro. Yeah. I want to see him perfect because we got this. And it's like, sir, I need you to understand. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. We don't yeah. know what was going on. Right. We don't know what is going to go on. Kill it now. Yeah. Vegeta let Cell get the level three. And if anybody, again, has watched Dragon Ball Z, Cell put the most immaculate of hands on everybody. I mean, it got terrible. And that's kind of what we're going through right now. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. was like, oh, man, we straight. We ain't got to get vaccinated, man. We good, man. This is going to kill itself off. Oh, man, this ain't no villain we ain't defeated before. Yeah. And it's like, y'all know the earth about to get destroyed, right? <laughs> Like, like, Buddy is so cold that he cloned himself in the midget babies, and the midget babies are yeah. whooping y'all right now. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all had the nerve to be like, "We straight." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yo, it should have been a telltale sign that we was not gonna be straight mm-hmm. after they literally had to have the CDC, the governing body over diseases. And controlling diseases had to do something simple like, hey, everybody, wash your hands. Yeah. Which, honestly, you know what? This this pandemic has exposed just Ooh. how disgusting Ooh. people are. This Ooh. is why I don't Bro. this is why I don't go out <laughs> in general. Ooh. But this this pandemic has has exposed people and and some people are just willingly exposing themselves yeah which i don't understand you have celebrities saying that they only take a bath like when they like when they are dirty in terms of like where you can actually see the dirt like to me like bro that's way too late (laughs) i mean see the dirt bruh i mean if if we if we're being kind of honest right now Everybody can't see dirt on them. I'm let y'all interpret that how you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, I I physically have trouble seeing dirt on my body. Yeah, I wash hands. Yeah, because it just makes sense. It just makes sense. But like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. This thing is disgusting. And this is exactly why, I like I was already hesitant with with uh, eating food from people's houses just because they might have cats, right, or dogs that you know whatever. Like they just might let their animal do whatever they want on the, mm-hmm. the counter or whatever. I was already mm-hmm. hesitant with that. Secondly, I didn't know mm-hmm. how well you guys washed your your dishes, so I'm good. But <laughs> wash your dishes and not wash your hands. I don't want none of that. Exactly. Exactly. Bruh. But now knowing that people like are like, oh yeah, I need to wash my hands. I you know how many times I wash my hands? I can't even count how many times I do it a day. Like I watch before we record it, I think I wash my hands about three times. Just for I, I keep basic a, things. <laughs> I keep a sanitizer in my car. I keep mm-hmm. one in my pocket. I keep mm-hmm. one in my backpack. Mm-hmm. And then uh I keep a separate 
like sanitizer bottle that's like a antiviral antibacterial spray in the whip yeah i always got it on me yeah yeah i, I keep got, that thing on me bro i got microband in my car i got sanitizer in my car i have sanitizing wipes in my car mm, oh yeah i got those too actually my bottle of sanitizer sits on top of my sanitizer wipes yeah yo and to be completely honest i was pissed when this pandemic first hit because oh. I couldn't get Lysol, couldn't get sanitizer. I'm like, bro, hey. I get wipes, Lysol, and and sanitizer on the on like on the regular. That's not a that's and, not a every once in a while. And real quick, I gotta say this, people, hear me loud and clear. <laughs> sanitizer is not soap. Yo, wash your hands <laughs> with soap. And water, lather and your hands up. <laughs> Make sure soap is covering every part for multiple seconds, and then rinse. I'm tired of seeing y'all go take number twos and deal with everything else under the sun. And I see color on your hands that is not your skin, and then you just want to use sanitizer. No, Mm-mm. that is not okay. Mm-mm. That is nasty. I'm not going to say it gently. That is nasty. Please don't do that. And and, and you would think this, this these are things that that your parents usually teach. <laughs> and that's why I said I'm not going to say it gently because sometimes I like have to hold my tongue because you don't want people to get offended. But it's like, do y'all realize how offensive it is that you want me to be able to trust you or to trust my level of like health? you know, or a susceptibility around you when you didn't even follow like proper guidelines regarding keeping us both safe. Basic things. Like there's there's only so much like diplomacy I can have. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be very curt about it and say, yo, that's just not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. There's a reason why we have soap and there's a reason why we have sanitizer. You don't sanitize your dishes. You wash them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have crud all on your pans and pots and plates and then just put sanitizer or alcohol on it and be like, it's okay. If that's nasty to you, imagine that being on your hands. Just because you can't see exactly. everything there doesn't mean that it's not existing. Exactly. I'm a nanotechnologist. I deal with stuff I can't see all the time. And trust me, it is very real. Yeah. Yeah. You've never seen a cold particle in your life and you yeah. caught the code. Like we gotta we gotta yeah. like stop thinking we're beyond science. Yeah, that's the thing I'm I'm not understanding. Um we 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 seem to as a collective, we seem yeah. to trust science up until a certain point. Um and then want to yeah. act as if we are the we act as if we know it all for the things that we we don't trust which i don't understand because i don't know science like that like i know the basic things of science right i yeah. i i appreciate science but the things that i don't know i leave to the people that do know and i do my own research on what I need to do my own research on that I'm going to either ingest or have in my environment and then I leave it you know like 
and even with this the vaccine in general like i know there was there was concern and i was this time last year i'm not talking like this (laughs) this this time last year bro i was furious there was no way i was going to be taking this stuff but mainly because covid hit and then a few months later the vaccine is readily available and like that was a big thing where where like i'm like how in the hell does this that doesn't make sense like having this done so fast and then have it um sent out in a massive way a few months after that just like it was hard to trust that it was it was real or it was it could actually help so could you explain why it was done where um it came out kind of fast where like okay so like we waited we waited for drake's album a lot a lot longer than we waited for this <laughs> vaccine bro <laughs> <laughs> like come on <laughs> you know what i'm saying so could you explain okay, that yeah. um drake's the best scientist we have yeah uh, no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> no oh uh, the big the big thing as i try not to get on a tangent and give my ratings on certified lover boy um <laughs> No, but uh, jokes aside, man, that's super real. And we talked about that in like the last episode too. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the biggest things, like my background is cancer research. So mm-hmm. people are like, man, we can't do this with cancer. We can't do that with cancer. Why don't we have this yet? And frustrating me is like, little do y'all know, we can and we do. Mm-hmm. But there are very stringent and strict guidelines to getting a medication out. Um, or therapy or diagnostic. I gave people like the example of, you know, everybody's seen it late night. You get that commercial. Have you or a loved one took such and such or it's also been under the name of this, that, or the third? Call now, we got a clash action lawsuit because people can go overseas and they're like, yo, we got a year worth of data. We good. Like nobody's been hurt. Right? We got three years worth of data. That's even better than a year. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the fifth year is like, yo, I just grew an extra arm, my nipples fell off, and my eyes are green. <laughs> and it's like, this is why the FDA is like, huh, we're going to wait 10 to 15 yeah. years to put a new yeah. medicine out because we just want to be sure. We're going to do testing upon testing, upon like cells, then upon multiple animals, mm-hmm. which like simple systems to ours, and then we do human trials, and then we wait. Right. And I and I can get with it. This vaccine was different in particular because it was a pandemic. And I know that is a very hard concept to fathom because we have so many people dying and suffering from cancer every day. Mm-hmm. This was more or less like an acute response, right? So you got chronic and you got acute. Chronic is something that's reoccurring. It happens over time. It's relatively manageable. And these are the sucky like decisions within politics. And not to say that I agreed with everything that took place, but I understand why. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, COVID was really acute. When it hit, it hit and it hit hard. Right. It affected us in, in ways that we never seen before. You know, yes, you might have like asthma or you might have COPD or, you know, you might have a weakened liver, but you've been making it your whole life. 
Mm-hmm. Unlike the cold, unlike you know the flu, COVID actually exasperated that, exacerbated that, and um, you die. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like it was the literal straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. every time, and that's why I was like, okay, we have to do something about this now. Because populations, while they were at risk, they weren't dying, are now dying. Right. And so the technology behind the vaccines have been existent, right? We've had live attenuated viruses or live weakened viruses um, for vaccines before. Like we've had mRNA like technology for like vaccines and then vectors and like injecting stuff. We've had that before. We just never did it with the SARS COVID two virus, AKA COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. So the the technology to defeat it has existed. It just never was applied in this fashion. So it was able to come out a lot faster because there was a familiarity with the method. We just had to be sure that it could be applied to the highest degree or to the best degree. for COVID-19 and once they saw that hey it works for COVID-19 like it worked with everything else we tested now we're going to push this out and so again I definitely understand the frustration regarding how this moves so fast but we're still trying to legalize weed or you know we don't have like some of these medications for cancer or why did it take forever for HIV meds right I I definitely get that Mm -hmm. I can say, like, while everyone can catch HIV, while, you know, there's a large group of people under the right conditions that can get cancer, mm-hmm. COVID is more easily contracted right. than all of those, right. right? It's not required through sex. It's not required through poor eating. You can just breathe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it was really, really, really important to do something as soon as possible to prevent things from getting worse, pending people take the vaccine. Right, right. Now that makes sense. So basically, the the um, the research and the science behind this vaccine has already been in place for years. It's just it yeah. has not been applied to this particular strand or this particular virus. Yeah, yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. Okay, okay. Right? that it's, makes it's sense. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, we see that with like a lot of different technologies, right? There are upper limits to things. We just don't always test the upper limits, but we know that right. they exist. Right. Like my car has tires that are speed rated to 186 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. What is the likelihood that I'm going to hit 186 in my car? It's like mm-hmm. slim to none. Very low, yeah. But I appreciate that it has those capabilities. So I know if I'm going 80, I'm not in my upper limit. I have way more leeway. Right. And I have way more application. That makes more you sense. Know. That makes more sense. Yeah. That that because the thing about it is like it's 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 just hard because when you're listening to the news or you're seeing this on social media where everybody has an opinion, it gets so clouded. The truth gets so clouded. You you can't see like what's what, and you can't really come to an understanding. To make a, 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 a an informed decision for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
you know, uh, to some people are like, well, why do I need a vaccine? I can take supplements and my body and naturally fight it. And here's the thing, like your body will naturally fight. But again, um, it's important to understand how the body works. Yeah. Everyone's body doesn't fight it to the same degree. Right. Right. There have been reports of some people literally being immune to contracting HIV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. rare. It's like it is really rare. So some are like, "Oh, well, if they did it, I can do it." And it's like that's not how genetics works, mm-hmm. right? Just like, you know, somebody might go bald at twenty, and somebody might be eighty with a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say like, "Well, if they're like got a full head of hair at eighty, I can too." Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, and so part of this is understanding that there are limits, not only in general, but when we start getting specific, mm-hmm. you have limits within the, the broader set of limits. And so your body might not fight COVID the same. You, yeah. you might, you know, actually take two months to recover, yeah. you know, even though so-and-so took a week or so-and-so was just asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Like we're still figuring out what causes asymptomatic issues versus symptomatic issues. Why are the symptoms more severe, more harsh with these people? You know, it's like, this is a work in progress. This is the real deal. The scientific method unfolding in front of our faces on the general scale mm-hmm. every single day. It's, it's testing to the best of our abilities to understand what's happening, preparing everybody for it, and then adjusting as needed to improve it. Right. Right. So the the parameters and guidelines that were put in place with like six feet of distance between you and a person or the mask Mm -hmm. how realistic does all that how realistic is it that all those those things help prevent you contracting covid because i was noticing Um, a lot of people we're doing a six feet thing for a couple, like maybe like two or three months. And then all of a sudden, like I get bombarded in the store where people are just like right on my back or standing right next to me. And and again, that goes to like understanding the science. Um, the six feet thing is real. It definitely helps. Um, I remember like an infamous Mythbusters episode and they were talking about sneezing. Yeah, you know, they had that, one yeah, of the guys yeah. like gargle some blue dye, and they were like, "We want you to sneeze, and we're going to use like this UV light. We can measure like fluorescent lights, and we can also see the color. And we're going to see how far the particles of spit that like came out when you sneeze, like how far did they travel? Mm-hmm. And it was clearly showing that hey, if you're within this range, you are likely getting hit with the spit, and like." They're showing whether it spreads out, whether it's like a narrow line. Mm-hmm. And and that's like with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are like, well, it floats in the air and it can get to anybody. Like ah, kind of sort of, right? Per physics, it's only going to go so far. It's going to hit air resistance. If it's that light that it can float in the air. And I mean, we've seen a piece of dust or, you know, one of the, the seeds of a dandelion when you blow it. You can walk by it in the amount of wind you create walking by because it's so light. Mm -hmm. It's enough to make it completely change course. Right. So 
think of the COVID protocol like that. So it was like, hey, six feet helps keep you away from whoever is by you. If everyone followed the six foot rule, then of course it would limit, you know, the probability of not limit. It would reduce the probability of you actually getting said COVID particle and being negatively affected. Mm-hmm. What happens is, like I said in the beginning, we have to work on understanding. Because folks don't understand like the science. Mm-hmm. I'm appreciative enough that they trust us to follow it. But after you get comfortable because of that lack of understanding, you think that is better than what might actually exist. Right. And and that's not the case. Right. And we let comfortability like outweigh sensibility. Yeah. And we have to be very careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. If, uh, for the people in the back who really don't understand about comfortability versus sensibility, you had a baby out of wedlock. You got comfortable rather than sensible in protecting yourself and or others. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that happen. Like you didn't plan on this. You didn't want this to happen. You yeah. knew that there were preventative measures. Yeah. However, you thought upon your own self, I'm good yeah. until you weren't. <laughs> and that's the thing that happens all the time. It's always good until yeah. it's not. Yeah. 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 You don't want science to constantly have to play catch up to help you after the fact when, again, we have measures in place that can prevent it from ever happening. Right, right. And I want to use these examples so people really get it. If we can stop it, let's stop it rather than try to fix it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's much better. Um, Well, let me ask you this then, because with with the mask thing there's been a lot of of talk about it with it does prevent you from inhaling it or it doesn't um the correct way to wear the incorrect way to wear it and also like even if you are wearing it you can still get it because it can go through your um through your eyes yeah for sure all that i'm listening something no you're good so that that part of it is true right with the with the eye thing um, not that I've read. I can definitely do some further research and get back to you about that in particular. Okay. Um, let's see where my handy dandy demonstration is. Okay. Is this it? This is it. All right. Excuse all that noise, y'all. I wasn't prepared for this. So, <laughs> but um, no, you brought up the mask. So, of course, here you see what looks like a surgical mask. However, it is not a surgical mask. It's just good old capitalism. Yeah, yeah. We design it to look like one so you feel comfortable. Yeah. Whereas a surgical mask that offers more protection versus uh, this baby here, if you can see. This is an N95 mask, complete with the respirator on top. And these offer vastly different levels of protection. Okay. However, they both protect. And so to make it make sense for people, they're like, well, what's the point of wearing it if I need this mask and this is the only thing that's going to help? The N95 says that it is 95% effective at filtering out. No, we don't have percentages for some of these masks that you buy that are generic. That doesn't mean they aren't effective. If you walk outside and some people 
like when it's raining or walk outside and they're like, hey, let me use this notebook. Mm-hmm. You can clearly see the notebook is covering my head up. It's not covering my shoulders. It's not covering my arms. But it is doing something. Mm-hmm. And you would rather use this notebook or mm-hmm. even your hand. Or even if you don't do that, you run faster. Why? Mm-hmm. You want to prevent yourself from getting wet. Yeah. None of these methods are as effective as an umbrella, let alone even staying inside a building. Mm-hmm. But they help to some degree to get you where you need to get. So, man, I left my umbrella in the car. Mm-hmm. Or, man, I need to run into the store and get an umbrella. Cool. You have a method that takes you to the next step that you need to get to. And we have to look at these masks the same way. Right? No. Every mask is not the same. Right. But if you're unable to get an N95, this is preventing to some degree what could happen. Again, it's a game of probability. It's a game of chance. And it's important to understand that any reduction is a good reduction. Right. Right. Yeah, because I, I know one. I got one of these masks um, before that you put a filter in and then it's like hard to breathe. It's extremely mm-hmm. hard to breathe. Um, then the mask, the, the blue mask that you just you just uh, held up, that one yeah. that one I wear, whether it's blue or black, I wear that same one, you know, more commonly. But then I have like, a cloth mask. Um, yeah. You know, so, like, is there like a drastic difference with those? Like, if you wear the blue one, do you need a double mask versus? Like the cloth one? So um, the double mask is actually effective because, again, we don't know, like, the percentages of, like, what is being blocked through these generic masks. There wasn't really, like, a standard put in the play to say, hey, how effective is this, right? Yeah. But the double mask, um, if you know how polarized sunglasses work, mm-hmm. like, it, or actually, let's not use that. Let's use a better example, right? It's basically, like, making a, a mesh thread. Right. If I do this, I hold my three fingers up, like there's stuff that can pass through. Right. Right. What if I hold like three more fingers in front of it? It's still a gap, but like yeah. it closes the gap some more, right? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's doubly protective. Um yeah. for those who are on the podcast and are unable to see the visual, imagine imagine cupping your hands and like trying to hold liquid. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're holding your hands, like or using one hand to hold something, uh, yes, it can spill out. You don't have as much protection, as much coverage. However, you're still able to use one hand to hold some liquid. Like if you stick your hand in, in a river, pull up some water or something. By using two hands, you're able to better hold the liquid. You have more coverage. You have more protection against losing that. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that it's complete. Right, it's not the same as a cup or holding a bucket, but it's significantly better. Yeah, and it's like look at a double mask in that same form or fashion. Like, yo, it's not an N95, right? Yeah. But it can still give me great protection if I cut both hands. No, it's it's not a cup, it's not a bottle, it's not a Yeti or a bucket, but I can still hold a sizable amount that I can use. Yeah, and and the biggest thing that I want to um leave us with in this part one 
of uh, revisiting COVID is that a lot of science is more about sensibility than anything. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we break it down and not look at it as some like ultra high level concept, more or less, let's see, not more or less, as opposed to looking at it as like common sense applied to a specific task. Right, right. If there are simple ways that we can improve on something, hey, do the simple way. Mm-hmm. M- multiple simplicity adds up. You don't need everything to be complex. You just right. need it to be effective. Right, right. And that's the important thing. Think effectively, keep it as simple as possible, and it will make things efficient. That makes sense. That makes sense. I wish we had this, this conversation this last genius. year. Yeah. <laughs> That's, hey, you know uh, what I'm here yeah. for. Yeah, this this would have been much much better uh, last year for me personally. Like, like I get it now. <laughs> hey, man, I get it after know. having it and seeing someone pass away uh, from it, and you know having yeah. loved ones that that, I mean got it and almost went to the hospital as well like it yeah after all of that i'm good <laughs> hey man if uh i say this one for the culture you know you never heard it the whole purpose of this podcast is each one reach one yeah 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 most definitely most definitely man so yeah in I this case it's better late than never oh man hey i'm yeah. i'm here to make what seems like genius level concepts, everyday knowledge, because yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. I get paid to use common sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really it, bro. And, and we all have to operate in common sense. I think that that's something that, that we don't uh, think about on a daily or even just utilize um, on a daily. In the immortal words of uh, Voltaire, common sense is not so common at all. That's why I get paid to use it. (laughs) (laughs) And we make this thing so much harder than it has to be, bro. Hey, man, look. They had to teach me to be like, hey, bro, chill. Yeah. (laughs) Just add one drop. Why you add the whole bucket? (laughs) You right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next episode. We definitely talk some more about COVID. I got uh, some questions and answers. And, you know, in particular, I know that there are questions that uh, I didn't get to touch on that people want answered. And, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to make sure we, we get all that. And then uh, be on the lookout for the mental health episode coming very soon. Oh, yeah, very much so. All right, bro. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Well, uh, I appreciate y'all tuning in. And, uh, Man, thank you for your support. And this is another episode of Everyday Genius with the Blackamist, Chris Robinson. All right, y'all take care.